you're a mum that's fed up of feeling whatever you do isn't good enough and you're ready to transform your mindset and gain the confidence to live a life beyond your wildest dreams, then check out our free workshop. There's a link in the show notes and it'll help you discover how to banish mum guilt, burnout and self-doubt and how to manifest the life you've always wanted. So our podcast is all about finding your happy and today Dr Q we're going to talk to you about how you found yours and about how you help other people find theirs. Um, So the first thing we would like to ask is can you tell us about yourself and what you do? Sure thing. Hello, namaste Lucy and Cheryl. My name is Dr Q. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I am very honoured. Now In order to understand palm leaf readings, I guess uh, one should understand a little bit about me too and how I ended up getting a reading done, which of course impacted my life tremendously. And then, um, which ultimately led me to bring this to the West. Now, my, my mom is Austrian, she's European, my dad's Persian, Iran. Um, and uh, I used to live in Iran until 79. Some of your audience might be mature enough to remember a revolution that took place in 1979, where a normal country turned into a rogue country and became a, a dictatorship, really, um, a religious dictatorship, which the country is still suffering from today, 40 some years later. And because my father's family were Baha'i, not Muslim, uh, we, and my dad was pretty wealthy too. There was no choice. We had to flee the country. We had to, otherwise, my father for sure would have been killed, tortured, uh, possibly us too. Cause you know, when you have a guy who is a, at the forefront of the Baha'i religion uh, and also wealthy, obviously. Um, so our lives were at stake. Hence my mom just packed two suitcases. And in August, August 30th, 1979, we just left. And that's how I ended up in Austria for a while. And some of you are also mature enough to remember the biggest nuclear catastrophe that has happened uh, till, until today, this day. It's known as Chernobyl. And uh, that was in April of 1986. So we're quote unquote celebrating 35 years of this disaster. There's a great documentary, by the way, too, called Chernobyl. Uh, it's yeah. nothing on Netflix I saw, this is phenomenal. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning Chernobyl is um, it's pretty much 100% that I got cancer from that incident because, uh, you know, the nuclear power plant burst and then the, uh, the fallout spread all over Central Europe. And I used to live in Vienna at the time, which is in Central Europe, in the heart of Europe. So in 1988, I was diagnosed with cancer at the tender age of 16. Oh. And for the next three years, I spent a combination of uh, six months. So six months out of three years, I spent as an inpatient in, in the hospital, surgeries, you know, chemotherapy, radiation therapy, the whole nine yards. Of course, I was very upset. I said, God, why me? I mean, I don't understand why uh, do I get cancer? I haven't done anything yet. I'm just, I'm just a kid, really. So I was very angry, I, I must admit. Plus, I didn't understand what was going on to begin with. And then three years later, after having seen quite many people die that I shared the room with, yeah. yeah. I, and I was then released as a, you know, cured. And I said, God, why me? So how come I survived and these poor souls that I shared the, the station with did not? Um, so the, uh, and that was, I would say, the, the starting point 
of my journey, my spiritual journey, as I tried to figure out what's out there that doesn't meet the eye. Because I knew there is something yeah. that is bigger than meets the eye, for sure, guaranteed. Even though I was a kid, you know, I was only 19 when I was released, I, I somehow knew it has must have to do with the mind yeah. some, or, or spirituality or something bigger, which still 30 years later, I haven't yet been able to find an answer, but at least I have dug deep into the rabbit hole since. So that was the beginning of my spiritual journey, really, the, uh, the cancer and uh, me being derooted from... Uh, the home country, Iran. Yeah. And in both cases, it wasn't my fault at all. Like no. it, it, it was forced upon me, right? So- How old were you uh, when you left Iran then? Eight, I was eight. Oh, right, so and, you're uh, old enough to know what was going on then, definitely. Oh, I remember it all, I absolutely do. You know, we had, my dad was wealthy, servants. And I'm like, servants wealthy, not just a little money here and there, he, yeah. he had big money. And, uh, and uh, I remember the, the, the shootings and I remember all that. So it's not that uh, it's a vague memory. It's not. I have clear memories of what was going on uh, from February 79 onwards to August when we fled the country. So I do know. I don't, and I do know because of that how it is to be wealthy yeah, and yeah. how it is to be not so wealthy at all. Because then my mom became the breadwinner as we lost everything overnight, like gone, the money gone, everything gone. And then my mom became the breadwinner. And then we struggled for a long time to uh, just um, run the family. And it's thanks to my mom who really worked hard and, and uh, was unable to help my brother and myself become good kids and, uh, and study and, uh, and uh, get a PhD. And my, my brother's an MD. So I'm very grateful for my mom uh, putting all the energy in there. Then, um, so that's uh, my journey at 19, starting my spiritual, spiritual journey. Of course, I continued a normal life too. And most likely I would have studied medicine because I do come from a, a medicine physician's family. Mm -hmm. Many of our family are physicians. But three years in the hospital cured me for life to ever set a foot yeah. in, a, in a hospital voluntarily again. And so I, I became an academic, you know, I have a PhD and I loved really teaching the kids. I really did. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a stage person. I like to teach people and I have no fear whatsoever when it comes to public speaking. But the red tape that goes with it, being an academic, just bored the hell out of me. Yeah. I couldn't just, I couldn't stand it. Uh, so I then turned my passion into my livelihood. And that was, uh, I started a travel business. I've traveled extensively throughout my entire life. Um, Amazing. Don't shoot me. I would say I've been to a hundred countries or so. I've been like almost everywhere. And um, to me, travel comes very naturally. So I started a travel business 20 years ago in the U.S., in Washington, D.C., that is, and um, uh, turned the passion that I have into something that's uh, also earned me some money. Now, another life, again, um, had a challenge for me. Because uh, some of you might remember 2008-2009 when the economy just collapsed, yeah. mm -hmm. the global financial meltdown. And being in the travel industry, of course, you are the first ones to just go down yeah. as people stop spending money. And the first thing they cut is obviously travel. Yeah. Again, from 2008 or seven was that when Entrepreneur Magazine in the U.S., called us and said, wow, welcome to, um, to the magazine. We'd like to interview you and uh, we're gonna put you in the magazine as being among the 500 fastest growing businesses in the entire United States. It was just a year before that or two years before that. And then in 2009, the collapse happened and literally I had to file bankruptcy, gone, everything gone. 
And I was like, geez, always, um, I am reliving my father's fate because yeah, my father was super, right. not that I was wealthy. I wasn't, I just had a business. Uh, and um, so that was a big shock to the system too. 2009, 2010, gradually, I was able to um, get my uh, feedback on the ground. 2009, my father died on top of it. So it was, it was a very challenging year altogether. And uh, yet here I am, you know, uh, 10 years later. To, it's, it's all in the mind, I'm telling you, it's all in the mind. Yeah. Ladies can read it, it's Pantare, that's like my life's motto. I tattooed it in Pantare by uh, Heraclitus of Ephesus. He was a philosopher in um, today, Turkey, at the time it was uh, ancient Greece. He's the guy who coined the phrase that um, you never set foot in the same river twice, everything flows. Yeah. And that has become my life's motto for, I don't know, many, many years. As I just have had to, as I just realized, you know, somehow that nothing ever stays the same. Nothing. Uh, if it's good, enjoy it while it's good. If it's not so good, then uh, I know at some point it's going to change too. It will. Something comes, stays for a while, and goes away again. That's just yeah. the way it is. It's just life. And what we do with it is um, that makes us a successful human being. I really don't care about money. I don't care if somebody's a billionaire because that means nothing to me. But what I do care about is if, if, is, uh, if, a, if a person can overcome challenges and still uh, be able to continue to smile and help others and just know that yeah. it's just temporary. Nothing is, is, is forever. So that was my financial collapse in 2009. And uh, then gradually I, I built myself up again. And in 2013, and gradually we're coming to palmy readings, I was hit with a virus infection, which nearly killed me. And I'm very grateful to my girlfriend um, who said, uh, Q, this doesn't look too good. I need to, at the time I was in Budapest, by the way, in yeah. the capital city of Hungary, and Budapest and Vienna, not so far away, only three hours by train. And uh, when I was profusely sweating and I had fever and the chills, and I was like, Q, I don't think this is good. Uh, let's just get you back to Vienna, to your cancer hospital, so they can check yeah. you out. I said, are you sure? I don't know. At any rate, uh, she forced me. So in the morning, she drove me to the train station. I took the train myself, you know, fever and all, uh, went to the uh, hospital, my cancer hospital. And I'm, you know, when I say my cancer hospital, because obviously having spent so much time yeah. in an hospital, yeah. they know me, you know, I was a kid and, uh, and there's still some staff there that remember me. Say, oh, you know, Q, welcome back. So I guess I'm VIP treatment. It's like a homecoming. Uh, and uh, I said, I said, look, I don't, I don't look so good. Something's wrong here. I said, um, and they said, you know what, just go do a quick checkup. And they did. And boy, oh boy, was I lucky because um, the uh, heart specialist said, sir, you got to stay here now. We're going to check you in and you cannot go anywhere. I said, what? I don't understand. You know, is, is, is that bad? I said, sir, you are deadly sick. Uh, you're lucky that you're here. And I didn't believe him because I, you know, took the train that morning yeah. to the hospital and used the metro to get to the hospital. And really, I was very, very lucky because that night uh, I collapsed. My fever hit 42 degrees Celsius, which is huge. You know, you're in a delirium. Yeah, that's massive. Um, uh, you're like between here and there and, uh, and nowhere, really. So, and the fever stayed uh, between 39 and 42, like for three, four weeks, a long time. Wow. Uh, and so I ended up in the ICU because they couldn't do anything about it. And um, the, the virus had uh, impacted my heart. So I had uh, water in my heart sack and, and inflamed heart muscle, water in my lungs and pneumonia, the whole nine yards. I just didn't know it. I was just super lucky that my girlfriend forced me to go yeah. to the hospital that day because that day I collapsed. 
had I, had I stayed in Budapest, I would be dead now because uh, that saved my life, but being already in the hospital in the right hands. So while I was in the ICU, my girlfriend uh, came to me and said, um, have you heard of palm readings? I said, no. He said, well, I told you about palm readings already a year ago. And I said, really? She said, yeah, I, I told you already. And now that I, and I've done a lot of spiritual things. I'm a sucker for spirituality. I'm telling you, I've done almost yeah. anything possible to think of. I visited John of God several times in, in Brazil, who is most likely the most famous healer on planet earth or medium rather. I've, I've spent, um, I don't know, time with shamans in the, in the Amazon. I, you name it, I do it. I just do it because I, I want to know what's going on, what is out there. And I want to pierce the veil and find out what's, uh, what's going on. So when she said, no, I told you already, I said, no way. And that um, made me aware that if you're not ready, you don't hear it. But if you're ready, you do hear it. There it is. Because in the ICU, um, obviously I thought I would die, really. When they rushed me to the ICU, I was like, geez, I survived so much. And that's it? I said, well, if that's it, then that's the end of it. But in the ICU, I, I thought, you know what? I think, I think this lifetime, really, I'm a pretty nice guy. I'm very ethical. I'm a helper. I've got daddy genes. You know, uh, I, I want to help as many people as I possibly can. Uh, so I thought this must have to do with karma. There is no other explanation to me than karma. And then when my girlfriend said, uh, let's get a palm reading done because you can clean your karma. I said, you know what, if I survive and if I make it out of there, then um, I go and get a palm reading. And boom, obviously I survived. Otherwise I wouldn't be here today talking with you. And so that is the beginning of my palm reading journey. My reading was, uh, to me, life-changing. It was an amazing experience. And in the reading, the, the, the reader told me that you will bring this to the West. And I thought he's kidding me because I have nothing to do with India. I'm a traveler, of course. Yeah. I love Indian food and I, I meditate every day. I do yoga, you know, for 20 plus years. So all that is, is wonderful, but I'm not Indian. So to your audience, your tribe, I'm not an Indian. I'm a white guy, really. That's, yeah. that's yeah. why I am. Uh, you can see me, but your audience not. So I have nothing to do with India, really. As I told you before, I'm Austrian, a Persian, and that's, that's it. Yeah. So when he said, you'll bring this to the West, I thought he's just kidding me, or I don't know, I went in one ear and out the other. And then, uh, but somehow life collided and um, forced me, the universe forced me to do something about it because I'm a very enthusiastic person. So when I like something, I, I spread it. Yeah. I want people to know about it. And obviously I told my friends and my family and they all wanted to get a reading done. And uh, the issue is that you need to go to India. And uh, then I realized that nobody will go to India. Like the vast majority of Western people yeah. will never go to India, period, which I didn't realize until that time. To some people, of course, India is a magnet. It's like the, the coolest yeah. country ever. But to the vast majority of Western people, this is a no-go country mm -hmm. for whatever reason, too far away, too spicy food, too hot, too whatever. So they will never go. And then that is how we then try to figure out, is it possible? to get a reading done online and be as, as authentic as if you were in India yeah. and get a reading done. And that is uh, the beginning of the journey. In the beginning, of course, I helped friends and family as, a, as a, what we now call in our institute a moderator because people had a hard time understanding the Indian interpreter. Yeah. They speak an Indian version of English called Hinglish. And if you're not used to it, it's hard for you to understand what's going on. So I was sitting in quite many readings in the beginning and uh, tried to help with the Indian accent, but also not only with the accent, but also with the deeper message. Yeah. As I've done yeah. a lot of spiritual things, 
uh, in my lifetime, I understand intuitively what they want to tell you. I did not take my reading verbatim either. I took it as a guideline, you know, yeah. as symbols. Well, that's the biggest mistake you can, you can make is to take, it, to take it verbatim and think that your life is set in stone, which is absolutely not the case. You recreate and create your life every day anew through your thoughts, actions, non-actions, whatever it is that you do or not do. Uh, but it's a guideline, you know, it's here to show you water and it's up to you to drink it or not. Yeah. Or if a challenge is uh, uh, being shared with you, then uh, make sure you change things so that that challenge will never happen. It's that simple. So I helped a lot of people. And then eventually I realized that this is more than a hobby because it became a work. Yeah. Like we have to create a system around it to be able to cope with all the people that wanted to get a reading done. And that is the beginning of our uh, Indian Palm Leaf Reading Institute. And I tried to be as succinct as possible. And now that we're here, the Institute's name is Indian Palm Leaf Reading Institute. And I gave it a very literal name so that people hopefully understand what it is all about. Indian because it's India, palm leaf because it's written on dried palm leaves, reading because there's a message on it. Nobody in India calls it Indian palm leaf reading. Obviously, they call it Nadi reading or Nadi astrology. Okay. Nadi is the word for seeker and yeah. also the word for the leaf where the message is on. But Nadi also means pulse, you know, a human's pulse. Ah, so that's uh, full circle. So, uh, uh, Nadi. Yeah. So when you're a Nadi, you're a seeker, you want to get your message. Um, and then the message is written from you from a Nadi, from a leaf by a reader. Now, uh, so a little bit about the name itself. Saga has it that about 3,000 years ago, give or take, there are no written records about this. Yeah. Maharishis, 18 of them. Maharishi means great sage, wrote on dried palm leaves messages for people to then be read to them whenever they're ready to get the message, whatever mm -hmm. that might be. 18 Maharishis, and they wrote it on dried palm leaves, a very simple reason. In those days, there was no paper. So they had to figure out a means to somehow preserve knowledge. And it was not just palm leaf readings, as we know astrology today, but it's, uh, it was um, Ayurvedic medicine, you know, legal text, the whole nine yards. And a good part of these naughty books leaves is on the World Heritage List of the United Nations, wow. which is protected uh, by, the, uh, by the UN. And this uh, UN list of World Heritage Sites can be cities like Vienna is on it, Prague is on it, it could be nature, the Grand Canyon is on it, the Great Barrier Reef and so forth. Or in this particular case, naughty leaves not the astrology part, other parts, but still it gives you an idea that it's uh, a cultural heritage for India, big time. So these leaves, these 18 Maharishis were meditating for the most part to Lord Shiva, the biggest god in Hinduism, and he gave them the power of foresight. And then these Maharishis dictated the messages to their disciples. Yeah. And they were then etching the message onto freshly cut palm leaves. And when the leaves dried up, the message comes through. They use specific tools for that. You can go and see the museums all over Southern India because oh, uh, there are archives and libraries um, that you can visit. So that is uh, um, roughly the beginning of it. Then these leaves are written for souls. So it doesn't really matter where you're born today, Africa, Europe, you know, Asia, it doesn't really matter if you have nothing to do with India. I have nothing to do with India. Mm -hmm. It is more about you. If you think you have a leaf and you need some direction guidance, then uh, you go on a search. And then hopefully there is one for you and they're really back to you. These leaves 
I brought you a bundle. Oh. A single leaf never travels on its own. Leaves always travel together, mm -hmm. uh, like in soul groups, if you wish. And uh, each one of these leaves in this particular bundle, also known as a book, yeah. the, the top and the bottom are made out of wood. And in between, you will see a whole bunch of individual palm leaves written in ancient Tamil. Uh, I'm showing this to my uh, hosts here, uh, yeah. Lucy and yeah. Cheryl. Should, uh, um, I'm just explaining this. I'm just explaining this uh, to the audience so they don't know what. what we'll put like. a link These... in the show notes, and I suggest you guys go and have a look at it because it's amazing. It isn't. Yeah, like, so it these, doesn't look like these you leaves. Would think it would look. These leaves are about I don't know. You help me, maybe ten inches, fifteen inches long, and yeah. about an inch or so wide. And of course, they're very brittle. I mean, this is a mock-up, ladies. Uh, it's yeah. made out of plastic because otherwise, um, first of all, you're not supposed to take them out of India. And then second of all, they're very brittle. I was brittle. thinking, how many brittle. soul stories have you got, have you got there in your hands? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so these, that's, these are mock-ups, but nonetheless, uh, it gives you an idea. Yeah. And, and these leaves are written in ancient Tamil mm -hmm. because uh, it, it's a very Tamil culture. Tamil is uh, the southernmost parts of India today. Yeah. There's a big state called Tamil Nadu. Mm -hmm. That's one state alone has 85 million people in it. Bigger than the UK, twice the size of California, just to give uh, folks out there an idea, uh, two and a half times of Canada in just one state. It's wow. the southernmost state where people today speak Tamil, mm -hmm. but these, these were written because they were written two to 3,000 years ago uh, in ancient Tamil. These are like two separate languages altogether, similar to Greek and ancient Greek. A modern Greek person cannot read, write, and understand yeah. ancient Greek. They would have to study it. The same thing is for accounts for ancient Tamil. Now, um, these leaves are not only written in ancient Tamil, they are written in a poetic form, not in prose. So it's not that simple, simple sentences. So poem okay. and in a symbolic way, right. only symbols are used. Uh, plus Tamil and ancient Tamil are a sound-based language as opposed to all Western languages, you know, German, English, French, and so forth, are letter-based, A, B, C, D. Yeah. Tamil is not, it's sound-based, similar to Chinese Mandarin. So wow. the reader, that is the person who can find a bundle, that's a bundle one more time, or book, find the bundle that hopefully contains your individual palm leaf, then do the matching, meaning finding the actual leaf in it that matches you, and then read it to you. That's a reader. And a reader has to go uh, through extensive training, five, six, seven years, depending on uh, where he, he learns. Wow. And not only would he have to learn ancient Tamil, he would also need to learn, obviously, to decipher all these um, uh, symbols, the, the, the poems that they come in. Um, then um, uh, he has to study uh, Vedic astrology. The whole Vedic astrology, to my uh, astrologers out there, is only one part of the education that a reader has to undergo to become a reader. So it's way above uh, being an astrologist because uh, mm -hmm. astrology does play a little role in it, but it's not, not drawing charts or any of that. It is all written on the leaf. Okay. They have to be extremely passionate about this then. That has to be a, a life choice for them oh big time it is absolutely yeah. it is yes absolutely mm -hmm. in um, where they live is, is this like a really respected thing that you would go into it's a it's a very much a uh, daily thing that happens in Tamil Nadu today mm -hmm. so it's not something that people forgot about people are utilizing uh, palm leaf readings today yeah um, 
when I get married or when I have issues, when I just know what, what should what should I study or what should the kids do and so forth. So they consult the leaves. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's only it's only a secret in the West, but it's very much used in Tamil Nadu today. Well, the leaves or the bundles are spread uh, all over India today because obviously in three thousand years people travel, mm-hmm. and so they took the bundles with them. And now you can get a reading done in Delhi too and in uh, Mumbai. Uh, but you also have Tamil people living in Sri Lanka, so there are bundles in Sri Lanka today. There are bundles in in Bali today too. But the hub where it all happened about 3,000 years ago, two, 3,000 years ago, we don't have written records about it, is in the central parts of this big state called, today called Tamil Nadu, uh, in a town called Vaitishivaran Koyal, and near the town, we have our office too. So that is the, the geography of it a little bit for you. Now, it's a three-step process in order to find your leaf. Search for the bundle, Mm-hmm. matching of the leaf and then the actual reading yeah. how does search work if india you go to a reader's office you would submit your thumbprint right male left female mm-hmm. has to do with karma and hinduism and uh, so the reader knows your gender he knows your thumbprint and your country of birth and that goes and then what he does is uh, the reader literally looks at your thumbprint through a magnifying glass in order to find the characteristics in your thumbprint, which give your thumbprint a name, a thumbprint name, a category name. That is the, the whole secret. All of the information lies in your thumbprint. Every single leaf in this bundle, this mock-up that I brought to you, because we just scanned one um, in order to show them around. Everyone in, the, in, in a bundle has the same thumbprint name. So you are soul sisters, soul brothers, you're not related to them this lifetime, but there is a connection. Wow. Male or female, they're all in, in, the same, uh, in the same book. So then the reader, once the reader knows your thumbprint's name, he will then go on a search, a physical search. There is no computer system where it's all categorized. There is no registry book or any of that. No, he just knows where to go. Uh, and there are many archives, libraries, many, many, many. And when you think of archives and libraries, you might think of temperature controlled security guards and all that. None of that is the case. It's India, it's chaos. Yeah. So how many archives we have? I do not know, a thousand maybe or more, I have no idea. Uh, and uh, they're like more holes in a wall, like little back room somewhere. They, they lock it to secure, secure it, that's it. Um, because these leaves are safeguarded by families, really. That's how it works. So over, over, over the centuries, families uh, could get their hands on a, a few hundred or a few thousand of them. They just keep them. And that's their business, too, because they're readers. And um, there's also no reading school. So you cannot just go to school to become a reader. You will go to a master reader. If you're lucky enough that he takes you on board, you would um, give yourself to, the, to, to your master in the beginning, you would sweep the, the floor and do some errands, run some errands until at some point the master starts um, uh, sharing his knowledge with you. And that takes five, six, seven, eight years, you know, depending on uh, which master reader you have. You know, you said that they could be in different countries, like in Sri Lanka or they might, might mm-hmm. be in Tamil or M- Mumbai or Delhi. Um, mm-hmm. Would they have to, re- if they couldn't find the bundle for your, your bundle, would they then mm-hmm. have to reach out to the other areas to see if it was absolutely yes mm-hmm. oh, okay. absolutely, yeah. so they're all so what, what happens is 
Well, I mean, what happens is it's a physical search. So you go to a reader's office, open your thumbprint, and he starts looking for your bundle. And each bundle has a, has a number like stamped on it or written on it. You know, it's nothing fancy. So this one's says okay, 22, yeah. you can see that. Or symbol. So the reader knows which symbol or number to look for when he goes into these archives. Obviously, in the beginning, he would look into his own archive if he has like a few hundred of these bundles or a thousand. And then he would uh, spread out, you know, go further and further away. He would hop on his bicycle or moped or public bus and go an hour or two hours away to uh, look into other archives. So it's a physical search. And if you cannot find any in the vicinity that he can cover himself, we would hire an, an agent. You know, we'll call an agent and say, look, we need a bundle that has this number on it, uh, you know, from a different district or even different state and ship it over. So the surge it can be just one day if you're lucky, obviously, you know, because you yeah. step in your thumbprint, he goes into his back room, he finds a bundle, yeah. that's yeah. it, done. Or it could be several months. Yeah. It takes yeah. a while, you know, it takes a while. It's not just something, boom, there you go. It doesn't happen yeah. like that. Uh, then, uh, so when he finds a bundle or two, he brings it to the office and then we'll give you a call if you're in India saying, you know, we found bundles for you, come in for the matching. So that's step one, search done. The matching and reading happen at the same time, like in one session. Mm -hmm. First will be the matching, then if it's successful, the reading. Now matching goes like this. Remember, leaves are written in poetic form in a symbolic way, sound-based language, <clears throat> and not in simple uh, uh, prose, not simple uh, sentences. Now you sit in front of the, the reader and he will then look at the leaf and the most important message on the leaf that catches his eye, he would speak out to it. It's a statement. For example, you're married because this leaf belongs to a person who's married. If you're married, you say yes. If you're not married, you say no. So the only two answers you need to give is yes, no, right, wrong, correct, incorrect. That's it. Not Nothing more. No need to say, yes, I'm married, but I'm going through divorce. That's irrelevant. If you're married now, still, mm -hmm. then it's a yes. If not, it's a no. That's it. Then um, because it's a sound-based language, he then, in order for him to know which direction to take the leaf, he would have to ask you, does your name contain the letters A-E-I-O-U? I'm just making this up again. Yeah. Because all these letters equal one sound in Tamil, A-E-I-O-U. Oh, okay. if, if your name, first name that is, only first name, no middle name, no nickname, no last name, only first name. If your name, your mother's name and so forth contains one of these, you will say yes. If not, you will say no. So that's how the reader knows which direction to go. And at the end of a successful matching, where the reader knows nothing about you, one more time, he only knows that you're in your, in your case, uh, female, ladies, your thumbprint, uh, mm -hmm. name, that's what he knows too, and the country of your birth. And I presume in your case, it will be England. Um, he then tells you when there is a match, he will tell you your first name, mm -hmm. your mother's first name, your father's first name, date of birth, time of birth, Siblings, if you have any, how many kids, if you have any, how many uh, spouse, if you have one, uh, usually name of spouse too. If you have like a big guru, you know, for Indians, that's pretty big, then a guru's name and sometimes other information too. You know, it's you, period. Yeah. So if that's, you have a doubt, then, awesome, then it's, yeah. it's not you. It's pretty simple. Uh, so it's quite a quite an amazing journey, I should say. And uh, when there is a match, you're like, wow, so they found your leaf, then um, you, you, uh, you need to sip a... Um, uh, you need to go for a shot of something to calm your nerves, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, water. And then uh, the reading starts. And the reading starts with the moment you get the reading done, whenever that is. 
And the reading is based on three things, your energies, not your mood. Doesn't matter if you had a fight with your husband or not before, mm -hmm. makes a difference. It's your energies, very different. Mm -hmm. uh, then um, the uh, Anvedic astrology, the Indian astrology, yeah. and your thumbprint name. So based on these three, the reader will give you a possible trajectory of your life from the moment you get the reading until you die. And it comes yeah. in blocks of years, two, three year blocks. And it covers the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's a whole life reading, so it covers all areas of your life. That would be family life, kids, grandchildren, health, spirituality, I don't know, uh, money, career, the whole nine yards, and the good, the bad, and the ugly. Obviously, we're all mature enough to realize that life is not just uh, milk and honey. It's full yeah. of challenges, really. So a reading can be quite a, a, a mind-opening or challenging experience for people when they're being told challenges in their lives. They're like, oh, my yeah. God, so well, I have so many challenges ahead of me. Then I always say, well, have you had have you had no challenges up until now? I mean, you had a lot of challenges. You just yeah, had to yeah. overcome them somehow. And that's just what life is, you know, overcoming challenges every single day. And the good news in one sentence, I can answer another question that everyone asks. In one sentence, why anyone should get a reading done mm -hmm. is you want to have a better trajectory after your reading. That's yes. it. Super easy. A better trajectory. Whatever better means to you, to me, it meant health. Yes. That's my biggest challenge in life. Despite all the other challenges I had, I say the only challenge in life I have is, is health. Um, so, uh, so to me, it, um, good means or better means not to be in hospital anymore. Mm -hmm. Not having needles being uh, uh, shoved into my veins. That's already better. Yeah. Really. Um, better to someone else could mean finding a job, making more money, finding a partner, having children, whatever better means to you. So better, longer life maybe, more fulfilling life. Uh, so uh, that was for sure uh, in my case. Good news is, so if the reader identifies some challenges and obstacles in your life, in whatever area in your life, in the future, at the end of the reading, you get a so-called puja reading, P-O-O-J-A, puja, which literally translated means prayer ceremony or ceremonial act. Okay. In modern terminology that I use, it's really just an energy shifting exercise. That's what it is. Okay. So if you, because we're here uh, in Find Your Happy, and one of your questions was, what makes me happy? I understand, I understand that if something goes well in my life, yeah. then the energies are flowing. That's it, they flow. Hence, I don't know, you meet a partner, you know, a boyfriend, girlfriend, um, I don't know, uh, you make money, you're in a career that you like, whatever it is, you overcome uh, being sick fast. So you, energies flow, yeah. things are good. But when things are not so good, you know, you're going through a breakup, uh, you don't have any clients or you don't make money, you lose your job, um, you have health issues, then obviously the energies are somehow stuck. That's at least how I see the universe. Yeah. So what the, pre what the reader does, he shows you then at the end what you can do to help overcome those stuck energies, make them unstuck and flow again. So by having different vibrations, you attract different uh, energies yourself, and hence you can create a better trajectory for yourself. That's how it is, super easy, super simple. But these pujas, that will be your way of showing the universe that you are serious about your uh, improvement. And hence, they're very strict. Yeah. It's a lengthy process. There is a lot of pushes you need to do. Not daily, but uh, over the course of six, nine months, 12 months, 
Uh, and a puja could be a mantra or a chant that you would dedicate to a certain god or goddess because the god or goddess stands for something, energetically speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, Shiva is for spiritual awakening. If Shiva and Parvati is wife are together, then obviously the hand has to do with uh, relationships. Mm. So each one of them, uh, Ganesha is here to um, overcome obstacles. So each one of them represents an area. Yeah. And then there is a chant, a mantra that you need to dedicate to that uh, God over several weeks. And it's very precise. Five Mondays in a row do this. Not on a Tuesday, not on a Sunday, five Mondays in a row. If you miss a Monday, you have to start with the first Monday again because you are here to show the universe, I can manage five Mondays in a row to do exactly this and nothing else. That's it. And then it could also be a physical act. Like I always share my own um, uh, pujas that I had that I was given at many, 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 like, because uh, I had my karma issue. Of course, it was karma reading uh, to overcome. So I was given a lot of uh, mantras to do, but also physical things. Yeah. One of them was uh, one of them was two Wednesdays in a row, uh, feed the needy. Now, you need to know that I had met a girl from Hungary, and that's the reason why I decided to move to Hungary from the U.S. Yeah. And uh, so in my reading, I already had it in my head. Okay, I'm going to move to Hungary, Budapest. And the reader said, oh, you will live in Hungary. My God, it blew my mind. I assure you, this guy has no clue where Hungary is. I guarantee you. Not because I'm disrespectful to to the Indians at all. To their their universe. I mean, uh, I'm telling you because I know India and my region pretty well now. Uh, Like an average Indian, their universe is about two, three hundred mile radius around their town. That's Mm -hmm. it. So if they think of Delhi or Mumbai, to them, that's almost a, a foreign country altogether it's like oh you're flying to different countries no 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 yeah you know what i mean so it's that's how it is so when a guy who's really never left his little district tells you oh you'll live in hungary it blew my mind really it uh, knocked me off my socks uh so um and I moved, you know, so after the read, not that they told me and I did it as a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy, already had it in my head. And then he confirmed it, which yeah. was the mind-blowing part. Uh, so now I'm in Hungary and he told me, feed the needy in a, in a country that I don't speak the language and uh, I do not know anyone apart from a girlfriend. So I was like, yeah, I was sweating because if you miss a puja, you got to start from scratch again. I didn't want to screw it up. I really wanted to show the universe. I'm here. I don't want to be in hospital anymore. I want to lead a better, healthier, more fulfilling life. Mm. And then the night before it just hit me. So you know what? I've noticed a woman, an elderly woman in the cafe that I go to. And I still go to the same cafe, by the way, because uh, I'm, I'm in Budapest now too, still. And I don't regret a minute. Um, I was like, you know what? Let me just pay for her food. So I told the waiter when I saw her eating and I always thought she doesn't have money or not a lot of money. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to pay for her. It was a soup and I don't know, a drink and some bread sandwich, whatever not a fortune really 10 bucks or something uh, and uh and i did and then i uh, and i told him don't tell her that it's me just i'm just paying for it and then she was looking because she wanted to pay and he said no it's already paid and she was like what well, well she was confused and tried to find the person who paid for it and you know what it gave me so much joy it was such a yeah. beautiful experience for me i'm telling you for me uh, more so than for her that um, I've been doing this ever since. So these random acts of um, kindness where sometimes randomly pay somebody's coffee or, you know, drink or whatever. That's so nice, isn't it? uh, yeah. It's beautiful. I'm telling yeah. you, your audience out there, um, do it. It's the biggest, uh, 
energy shifting exercise you can possibly do. Yeah. Uh, and just observe. You're not, they don't even know you're doing it. So it's not as if you're doing it to get, you know, like people to say thank you to you. You're, you're literally doing it as a, as a secret. So it's yeah. beautiful. I know it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, they could also notice it because uh, I, I was like in line at uh, some point because I've done it in the US, I've done it all over Europe. It doesn't really matter. You can do it anywhere. Whether you speak the language or not makes a difference. Is, um, there was like a young couple and they were fighting like uh, not fighting but you know they had a, a argument and uh and uh i just paid for their coffee you know i just paid for it yeah and when they realized it it startled them like it shook them yeah so right. i was able to bring them out of their little thing yeah and uh and shifted their uh, shifted their energies it was beautiful i'm telling you more beautiful for me than for them and for them yeah. i'm sure it was a beautiful experience that a random guy just paid for their coffee um anyway so i can only um recommend yeah encourage encourage anyone out there that, that's uh, listening to this uh, podcast to do it too it's a beautiful experience for yourself more so than for the person who receives it so a puja is a mantra a chant it's a physical act another funny one would be they told me on five fridays go and feed and oh, no, sorry go and give fruit and candy to kids okay to kids yeah. I was like, man, you know, I'm a middle-aged white guy yeah. going around, around and giving uh, candy to kids. That's, that's not a good idea. Uh, so, uh, but you will, you, you have to figure it out. You know, I really uh, put my thinking about it. And said, how can I make sure that I won't miss the sequence? Yeah. yeah. This nine month long thing. Uh, well then of course, if you think about it, you, you will come to a solution. You will. Cause then I thought, okay, you know what, let's just talk about, uh, talk to kindergartens. Uh, and I explained him, I'm not a, a weird, I'm not a, a white, crazy guy. Uh, yeah. This is what I'm doing. And yeah. can I give this to you? Or an orphanage. They're yeah. all super happy. Yeah. Because when you explain what the issue is and you, you, know, you come across uh, authentically, then there is never an issue. So another one could be feed mama cow and baby cow spinach at the same time. If you have any uh, parent-child issues, either your own ch child or... Uh, mama uh the grandparents then that's something uh, as, as a puja you yeah. need to do so you need to figure out where can i find a cow and a baby cow and feed them at the same time on two consecutive thursdays i don't know i'm just making uh -huh. this up now uh, so it's uh, these are acts that you need to figure out yeah. and uh, if you do uh, they will really make you happy really it finds you're happy because you know, oh my, I've overcome this issue. I've figured it out. Yeah. If you live in a rural part somewhere in beautiful Cornwall or so in England, then it's easier. But if you live in London, it's, it's a big challenge, you know, or, or New York or Toronto. So uh, you will have to figure it out somehow. And you, and you will, if you really want to, you yeah. can. So that's, that's what pujas are. Um, they're here to help you overcome your challenges and the blocks identified in your reading. Then if you carry karma from a previous life, you do get a karmic reading too mm -hmm. before you get your puja reading, which in my case was, was the case as I do carry karma. And um, another thing is he told me, uh, you know, the A, you know, there's a trajectory and it comes in blocks of years. When I reached, when you reach 77 to 79 uh, um, years, um, my age that is, he said, oh, you're going to have a heart attack and die. Oh, well, first of all, you need to know, first of all, you need to know that I didn't tell him that I had heart issues. I had just left, you know, the heart uh, department of, of the hospital. So mm -hmm. I have heart issues. If anyone asks me today, how do I think I'm going to die? Heart attack is top three to me, really, because yeah. my heart has been impacted with chemotherapy, radiation therapy, mm -hmm. the virus and all this. So I was like, heart attack makes sense to me. So when the reader said a heart attack, I was like, man, this guy is good. I did not tell him that I have heart issues. Uh, yeah. But then he said, you know what? You can do something. You can do pujas. And if you really do it with all of your heart, 
you can fix it and you can overcome your heart attack and you can have the gift of longevity, which means you can turn 80, 82, and then the reader cannot tell you anymore when you die. It could be 82 plus a day, or it could be 99 years of age. That's yeah. called gift of longevity. So he cannot tell you anymore how old, oh. in which age bracket you pass on. Okay. Um, so of course, did all that because, you know, ideally I would like to reach 80, 82, 85, whatever. Uh, the longer, the better. Uh, so I can do good things. And um, so that is, that's the, the puja thing. It's fascinating, yes. honestly, that there is a leaf out there potentially for you. Um, I find it phenomenal. And that although it was written like 3,000 years ago, it still makes sense to our lives today. Correct. That is, again, the skill set of the reader. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's all written in symbols and it's his intuition or connection to the Akashic record somehow. Because really a, a palm leaf is nothing more, nothing less than your individualized Akashic mm. record message. Really, that's what it is. Um, and if people out there do not know what the Akashic records are just in one, uh, just in one sentence, uh, that's like the a compendium of all knowledge out there in space, if you will. I try to simplify it. Yeah. Uh, where every, all knowledge is just up there and then you can tap into it, which some people could, like Edgar Casey. Um, I was in Virginia Beach. Some of you might be, might have heard of him too. Um, a great library uh, uh, institute foundation, Edgar Casey Foundation in Virginia Beach in Virginia. Uh, that's where I, I live close to it. And I, you know, DC is not so far away from there. At any rate, so your palm reading is like uh, individualized Akashi record yeah. for you particular. It's for Lucy and one is for uh, uh, Cheryl and one is for Q and, one is, uh, and so forth. Um, people ask me, does everyone have a leaf? No, not everyone has a leaf, okay. period. How many leaves are there? I do not know because nobody really knows. As I told you before, there is no school where yeah. you go and they teach every single teacher out there, a reader. No, there isn't. You submit yourself uh, to a, a reader family and then you will learn from how the family mm -hmm. has been interpreting leaves for generations. Usually mess, uh, the knowledge is passed on from grandfather, father, son, grandson, and so forth. But of course you can join uh, a reading family by just, uh, and you were not lucky enough to be born into a reader family, then uh, you can just uh, go to reader, apply, say, hey, can I become a reader? And then obviously in the beginning you do uh, you know, flow and stuff until you then gradually rise in rank and then he will start sharing information with you. So that is a reading. So that means we have not one school that teaches everyone. We have 10,000 little schools and each one of them has their own idea about how to interpret things, uh, the symbols that is. Yeah. And it takes quite, quite many years. Then um, uh, once you become a reader and you are a reader for quite some time, your colleagues, other readers who look up to you because they think, wow, this guy's good. Yeah. And it's a male thing. Hence, yep. I use him. Uh, not that I um, have forgotten about the ladies. It's, it's a male dominated thing in India. Uh, they will start calling you Swami, Swamiji, which means advanced reader. Okay. But it's um, an honorary title bestowed upon you by your colleagues because they yeah. think you are yeah. better than the rest. And if after a while as a Swami, again, we're talking years here, when other Swamis start calling you Guru or Guruji, that means you have reached the ultimate level of um, a reader. That's it, you are a Guru. You can't be any better than that. And uh, Gurus then uh, uh, are teachers, of course. A Guru is more than a teacher. Yeah. Uh, a Swami is a teacher also, but a Guru is, um, 
beyond the teacher yeah. with original thoughts and he can, uh, he can pass on knowledge mm, to others. Uh, and so uh, you would usually learn from a guru yeah. and, uh, and then uh, become a reader, become a Swami if you're good, good enough. And then if you're lucky and good, you become a guru yourself. So um, it's important that you know, as I said before, there is no school, many, many different uh, schools. So that means we have competing ideas too, how something should okay. be interpreted, should it be this way or that way. Um, also very, very important because uh, my number one driver and I, I'm very grateful to my father who really taught me a lot of things about life in general. I said, son, there's only one thing you have in life. Uh, and that's from a millionaire, from, from a guy who has a lot of money, but Baha'i uh, values, yeah. Baha'i is a religion, by the way. Uh, um, and um, he said, you only have one thing in, in life and that's your good name. Don't screw it up. So yeah, to me, yeah. ethics is very, very important. Uh, to be as ethical and as uh, trustworthy as it possibly can be, um, yet entertaining, hopefully, too, and engaging, but nonetheless, <laughs> it's very important to, me to be um, ethical. Now, when you go to India, most regrettably, those of you who have not been to India yet, or even those of you who have been to India, uh, they would sell you almost anything. So they, they cry on tourists. Of course they do. You go to Vaitishvara and Koyal or other towns, you know, Delhi or wherever that is, but Vaitishvara and Koyal is a town where it all happened. Saga has it two, three thousand years ago. Uh, I'm, I guarantee you half of it is fake for sure. So you got to be very careful who uh, you go to and who you consult. And um, so that is that in itself is a challenge to find a trustworthy reader who really is a reader and not just someone who pulls it on his armpits yeah. to sell you something. Uh, that's very if important. If you were actually in India trying to get yes. a reading based on mm -hmm. what you've said, it, if you were just on holiday for a week or two, it'd be very hard to get the whole process done in that time anyway so you'd be quite suspicious you should Hopefully, be quite suspicious if you have looked into it yeah. you would be but i suppose to any unsuspecting tourist that may yeah. stumble across the process and think oh that sounds great i'll get that done yeah. in a week no problem yeah it is it is possible don't get me wrong it is possible yeah. not yeah it's not impossible uh, but you need to be really careful yeah very very careful and that's all I'm saying, because um, yeah. regrettably, unethical humans are everywhere and um, yeah. they just take advantage, not only of white tourists, mind yeah. you, you know, because uh, uh, India is so big with so many languages and cultures and, and um, uh, minorities that if you come to Vatisvarankol, which is in Tamil Nadu, and you're from Delhi, that's like to them as if somebody comes from a foreign country altogether. Yeah, so yeah. they would tell them the same. So it's not just uh, prying yeah. on. Western tourist, uh, tourist is a person who's not from that area and has, has no clue what's going on. Um, so I just wanted to clarify that too. No problem. And then, um, I so have, we, um, yes. oh, sorry, I have a quick question about those people that you can't find readings for. Does that mean that they're a new soul or is it just that they, they didn't have a reading at that, that was meant for them? Uh, thank you for asking Cheryl. Now, allow me to uh, maybe expand a little bit on, does everyone have a leaf? And I said, no, you don't. Mm. How many leaves are there? We do not know. Yeah. Could be a few hundred million. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Quite a lot of leaves, you know, but we have 8 billion people on planet Earth. Now, one leaf, because it's written in symbols, can be recycled and yeah. be used for different humans, not just for one. That's important for me to yeah. share. So one leaf today is one person, but in a few years from now, mm -hmm. a different person altogether. Because okay. it's written exactly at the time for the person with this thumbprint. That's it. 
And then 10 years later, if somebody else, you know, submits a different thumbprint, same thumbprint name though, right? Remember, um, there are 108 different thumbprint names. And in this one bundle, there are only uh, leaves that match that one thumbprint name out of the 108. Mm -hmm. uh, and 108 is a huge, uh, is a holy number in Hinduism. Um, so it can be recycled. Then um, my idea, and I've spent quite some time with readers trying to figure this out, uh, the way I see it, and I've done a lot of uh, internal searching and meditation and uh, Amazonian spirits, if you wish, um, yeah. to help me understand this a little more, um, is uh, if we can accept the fact that time, the way we perceive it as humans, yeah. is not really the way it is. Mm -hmm. So past, present, future in a linear way, mm -hmm. even though I have no proof and I'm stuck in the system like everyone else too, yeah. um, I'm convinced that there is no past, present, and future. I think everything is condensed in one. We just cannot distinguish it. Um, at least most of us cannot. Maybe some gurus out there, they can, they can do. Um, and um, so I think the moment you have a thought, like I had a thought when my girlfriend repeated palm readings to me, first time I didn't hear it, second time I heard it a year later in the, in the ICU. Uh, so you have a thought. It becomes uh, some sort of a reality because okay. you're thinking about it. And then you do an act by submitting your thumbprint. It's an act. You bring your thought into reality, if you wish, because you do something. Mm -hmm. That moment when you submit your thumbprint, you put it on paper. 3,000 years ago, at the same time, yeah. the Maharishi starts dictating your leaf. So that 3,000 years later, you have submitted your thumbprint the reader can go and look for your bundle and it's found for you. That's how I believe the reality to be. Um, can I prove it? Of course not, but that's uh, something that I fundamentally believe uh, to be the case. Hence, uh, I always, if somebody calls us or send, well, sends us an email, sends us, says, uh, I want my husband to do it. And here's yeah. the money. I always send an email back and say, does he want to do it too? Or is it just you want to force yeah. him to do it? Um, because if he has no clue, if he doesn't want to do it, it's a waste of everyone's time, energy, and money. Because I pay my Indians no matter what. Yeah. Uh, and then, so they go on a search, they don't find anything. And then I have to, you know, we have a hundred percent money back guarantee if we cannot find a bundle. We refund yeah. the money and say, sorry, you know, we can find bundles for you. Now bundle, what I've come to uh, realize after so many years doing it, is if indeed you have a calling, so it comes from you, inside of you, then the chances of having a bundle is 99.9%, pretty, pretty high. Okay. If it comes from you. And it could be just curiosity too. That's sufficient energy to uh, justify a bundle. So, and if there is a bundle, if a reader can find at least one bundle, then there is 100%, I mean, 99.99% that there is a palm leaf written for you uh, in the match, uh, in, the, in the matching process. It could be that the first matching, so when we do it, you know, obviously our institute does it online, so you don't have to travel to India. Uh, if after the first matching, there is no match, yeah, don't get upset because it only means it wasn't the right bundle. But if he finds one bundle with your thumb impression name where all the leaves in the bundle have the same thumbprint name, he can find another one and then there will be a match. I have never had a single time yeah. in the lifespan of our institute where there is no match if a bundle has been found.
okay. If we cannot find a bundle for you. So how we do it is, uh, as I said, I try to be as, as um, authentic as possible. We do the same process, search, matching, reading. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I did an institute, not just a company, because it's way more than um, putting it into a legal frame. What I try to do is I want to help everyone involved. And one would be to... Uh, enable a reading to seekers, no matter where they're from, because we have seekers in Australia, you know, New Zealand, all over the US, Brazil, Japan, you name it, from across, I think by now about, about 100 countries where people have been born uh, to have come and got a reading through us. African countries, you know, Middle East, it's just countries I never thought that it's possible to get a reading done, but it's possible. So that's one hand to make it as easy as possible for seekers from the comfort of your home. That's how we call it, from the comfort of your home. Uh, And uh, at the same time, I want to help my Indian friends too. So I want to make sure that they have a decent income, which means we overpay them quite a fair bit, uh, as opposed to what they would usually earn uh, as readers with local uh, uh, customers. Um, Because um, they chose to do this work. It's a choice. Nobody's forcing them. Every reader that works in our team, every interpreter that works in our team, they're educated people. Yeah, I mean, they have a bachelor or master's degree, uh, education, mathematics, engineering, you name it, the whole nine yards. And if they cannot um, sustain their families, what they do is you just go up north and uh, you know, pick up one of those jobs that are higher paying. I mean, they have to leave the town, but they, they're like in call centers or IT, or, you know, whatever India's famous for. So that's what's been happening over the past few decades. Yeah, And since we have such beautiful souls, really beautiful souls, I'm telling you, our readers and uh, interpreters are way more advanced as souls than I am. Um, <laughs> they voluntarily do it because they want to help. So I said, you know what, if you stick around, I'll do my utmost so that you can have uh, a decent income so families uh, can be supported, you can have a living, and at the same time, we can help seekers across the globe too. And uh, that's, that's how it all started uh, exactly uh, when we put it into the structure about three, six years ago, give or take. Um, and um, we go the extra mile, by the way, uh, not only is it done uh, through Zoom, so you just submit your thumbprint and you just wait for a couple of months or six weeks, or I don't know, however long yeah. you gotta wait until we find bundles. Um, we then do it over Zoom, we record the whole thing. There are three people that help you, three people that will be the Indian reader. Well, all of our readers are swamis, all of them. Yeah. And we have one head reader who is a, is a guru, obviously a guruji. And, um, and uh, the interpreter, they're sitting together in our office in India, in the southernmost parts of, of India, as I told you before. And then we have an, a third person in reading too, we call him a moderator. That's what I did. Meaning helping people understand the Indian accent if you don't understand, and also get the most out of your reading. So there's a Western person in the call yeah. making sure holding your hand making sure that you get the, the most out of your reading and that's a three hour gig three to four hours depending on how many questions you have at the end of the reading where there are three people uh, helping you to get the most out of your reading um, and uh, having come from you know I had the travel business before and I uh, uh, to me customer service is very important it's just a part of my genetic makeup yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a hundred money back guarantee so you pay a hundred dollars so uh to my uk audience and europeans i'm sorry we're based uh, everything's us dollar based um but it's a hundred dollars um you can buy pay by credit card too for the search so all we need is a hundred bucks you put down your thumbprint we'll send the emails anyway what to do and then the search starts 
And if we and the average wait time, search time is four to six weeks, give or take, you know, six to eight weeks, something like that. Uh, but we search for six months because six months is the cycle of changing of energies. So if we cannot find uh, a bundle for you in six months, that means you don't have a bundle now in this yeah. cycle of your energies. Uh, we will refund you the monies and then we will say, please submit new impressions yeah. if you want. And then we start a brand new search. And it could be that then, boom, yeah. there is a bundle for you because your energies have changed. So it's a six-month maximum. But the longest we've ever searched is, I think, five months for a person. Okay. Usually, as I said, it's, um, I don't know, four to eight weeks, something like that. It can be one day, absolutely. We've had the two, one, one, two days, very fast. But it could be also three, four, five months because it's just uh, the way it is. And uh, only then, uh, once bundles have been found, you may then choose to have a reading done. Matching and reading happens at the, in, in one setting. You need at least three hours, four hours, because we do matching. And there's a little, little break so you can uh, catch your breath. Um, and then we do the reading. Uh, that's 400 US dollars, 400. And if there is no matching or if you're unhappy with your reading for whatever reason, then I'm sorry that we couldn't help you. And we, yeah. we found you the money still. Uh, to me, the most important thing is that we help people yeah. and they, uh, that they accept it uh, as a, a true help. If yeah. it's helpful to you, wonderful. If it's not helpful to you, then I'm very sorry. Um, then you get your money back too. So it's not an issue. Um, we record the whole thing, the whole reading, obviously. We edit it professionally. Uh, we've put together the chat because we use the chat in Zoom a lot uh, as to explain things as the reading mm -hmm. goes on. So we send the recording of the, of, the, of the reading. We send the chat history. We take pictures of your palm leaf, uh, high-res pictures. Because obviously the original remains in the bundle and yeah. at some point is being uh, recycled, uh, reused. And, um, and uh, we put together the pujas, your homework, yeah. the PDF format. We transliterate it into English so you can mm -hmm. read it. Yeah. Don't focus on the correct pronunciation because it's a waste of your energies. Focus on the intention, which the moderator in the oh, reading yeah, will yeah. explain you what it is. So you focus your intention on the, and then you repeat the mantra, I don't know, 108 times, 44 times, however many times the reader tells you to do is a, is a very verbatim, like super strict. Yeah. And uh, we also send you the gods and goddesses that need um, to do your puja. So you don't have to do any research. We do it for you. Just got to print it out, put it on the wall. And then we will tell you what you need to do to create the environment that's conducive for the healing to take place. Uh, so that's uh, what we do as, as an, as an, um, as an institute. And uh, uh, I don't know if I told uh, you, Lucien Cheryl, yeah. but as a little gift for me to your audience, I always give $100 off to uh, people who, who listen all the way to the end. And I yeah. <laughs> um, so if indeed you're interested in getting your reading done, all you need to say is uh, um, when you sign up on our website, find your happy, the name of uh, this podcast, or Lucy or Cheryl, or Lucy and Cheryl is up to you. Uh, yeah. And then we know that it's a, uh, that you've listened to this podcast and um, yeah. we'll give you a hundred dollars off. So instead of paying $400 for the matching and reading, it's just um, $300. That sounds amazing. That's, That's an incredible gift, gift considering yeah. the amount of work and, and effort. It's a lot of work. I'm telling you, it's yeah. a lot of work. Yes. I think it's, it's huge work. Mm -hmm. The $500 for the whole thing yeah. is a really reasonable price anyway, but let alone with a hundred dollars off. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It must well, be incredibly you know, rewarding for you as well to, to be helping people um, heal in that kind of way. It's astonishing. 
do you get many people coming back to you saying like a year down the line how much it's like improved their life Oh, many do. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. many, many, many do. And um, it's a very, um, as I said, the only reason why I do it um, is to help. Uh, it's if I wanted to be a millionaire, I would be doing something else. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, but maybe not uh, in the travel industry right now. No, definitely not. Not in travel or not no. even like doing palm readings, but... Um, but it's okay. I can provide a decent job to my Indian friends. Uh, yeah. I can provide jobs to moderators because we have many, many moderators across the, you know, all over the place that help uh, as well. And of course, uh, the seekers too. And most seekers are super happy. There is always some who, no matter how hard you work, they're unhappy for whatever reason. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I deal with them too. You know, if, if somebody's um, even unkind and sometimes aggressive when they come back, and uh, mind you, we're in the in the healing world here. Yeah, and some people get that, and um, and even then I, I remain um, polite, humble, kind, and I say I'm very sorry to hear that uh, this experience was not what you expected, and we just refund the money. That's just, just the way it is. Yeah, because you know, I'm here to help. You yeah. know, we're here to help, not me as a as a person, but the whole team is here to help. And if we cannot, then we're sorry that we couldn't. Yeah. And um, and um, here is your money back. Because we are in this Find Your Happy uh, podcast, yeah. maybe uh, um, some final words is, um, as I said, I, I tried, I, I visited a lot of people and I'm, I'm a sucker for anything spiritual. So of course I was lucky enough to also meet the Dalai Lama. Wow. And, um, and um, I remember when we were sitting in this uh, talk, uh, he's, a, he's a funny guy. Like, I don't know if I've ever listened to any of his uh, talks and stuff, yeah. <laughs> but he's, a, he's an entertaining guy. He's got a thick accent, but he's a funny guy, nonetheless. He's a, like a kind, uh, kind soul. And there was one guy who asked, uh, he wasn't quite sure if he's on the right track. And I think he was a, a physician or a psychiatrist or something. It's been you know, almost 10 years. Some guy you know, who was healing, like, uh, like as a profession, like as a, a physician or a psychiatrist, uh, psychotherapist. Uh, and um, so it was like, I do not know, you know, am I on the right, track? am I good? Am I good? Am I not good? Am I on the right track? Or so, you know, lost all. And then the Lama said, Lama said do you think you've been uh, able to help 70% of everyone that uh, came to you? Seven zero. Yeah. He said, oh, easily. He said, easily. More than that. I'm, I'm pretty sure 80 plus percent. He said, you see, you just answered your question. <laughs> uh, meaning uh, I'm aiming to yeah, help. Yeah as close to 100% as I possibly can. Yeah. But yeah. I, I know I won't be able to, I cannot, uh, no matter how hard you work, there is always someone who is uh, unhappy for yeah. whatever reason, even though we try to have, have them find they're happy, um, yeah. but it's, uh, it's an uh, impossible thing. So if uh, we cannot help, we'll just say, we're sorry that we cannot, and we'll just refund the money. So that's it. Sometimes with this type of um, things, people are scared to hear the truth. Or, oh, um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So would, do absolutely. you think they would have to be in the right frame of mind to go ahead with the reading, or do you think the pujas help anyway? So even if you were maybe to get some, like when you were told you were that you might have a heart attack type thing, does do you feel like, do you think you'd have to be strong to hear that, or the pujas would then help you overcome what you hear? Again, it's very important, and I uh, and I train every single moderator that uh, helps the seeker when we have the matching mm -hmm. in reading. Uh, do not take the reading verbatim. Yeah, yeah. Like I took the heart attack as a symbol, well, as a symbolic death or a symbolic challenge, more than a 
like a literal me getting a yeah. heart attack, even though it makes sense to me, it does totally. Well, I wasn't shocked at all because we all have to die at some point. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 so so and I still okay, you know, given all the crap that I went through, I'm still, you know, turning nearly uh, 80 years of age. Uh, yes, some people, they're too, like I've identified two groups of people who are unhappy with their reading. One is if they were not told that they're special. Oh, okay. They think just because they get a reading done, they're special. Oh, right. Okay. Well, let me tell you, we're all special. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you two ladies are special. I'm special. Everyone else is special, unique. You know, we're all special or no one's special, depending on how you look at it. You know, we're all human beings. You know, it's all, yeah. that's just the way it is. Um, so some people come into this with the mindset, oh, I get a reading and, and they got to tell me that I'm special. Like whatever that means, special. I mean, yeah, yeah. gifted or a chosen person, a chosen yeah. an angel being sent back, which I have had in readings, and they were truly angels. You could tell. Okay. I've said in many readings. I'm telling you, and uh, and when the reader uh, says, "Oh, um, uh, you're a time traveler," which means you've already reached moksha, yeah, and you voluntarily come back, you know. And these people, and they only had a handful in all the years. Uh, you can you can feel their energies like you can feel their advanced human being humans they just exude some sort of um so they as if they've completed what they needed to do here on earth they've completed Um, already and then they came back and then come back to help others to help correct correct yes they're called uh, time travelers and and if, if it's your last life if it's your last life they will tell you that too that this is your last life and then welcome to the last lifers club club, which usually is also humans that are a little more evolved, yeah. uh, old, old souls, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, but it is not only a privilege to be a last lifer. Uh, it's also, it comes up with duties because um, I'm a last lifer. Uh, not that I'm special. I just happen to be in this particular system. A last lifer. Um, and that was the best news in my reading. I'm like, thank God, I don't have to come back. I'm, I'm <laughs> done with this. Um, I, you know, the crap uh, called um, being human here. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and I'm not a depressed human. I'm just saying it's not easy to be human. Really, it's not an easy environment to live in. No. Um, uh, so, um, it can, it's a privilege that you can that you reach moksha liberation, but also comes with duties. So, as a last half, his duties are uh, social duties, help people in need, uh, spiritual duties help people with their spiritual growth and development. Yeah. So you got to do something for it, you know, cause you still can screw it up. You can still, you know, uh, make a wrong turn and then not your last knife. Sorry, you got to come back. Cause even though you were in the right track, you, you screwed it up. You uh, that's, yeah. that's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's possible. It's absolutely possible. Mm-hmm. So uh, one, one part that is not happy is those that are, that are, they don't hear yeah. you are special. You're yeah. special. And then um, the other ones are that come in with an expectation of uh, mm, wow me, like uh, like as if as if uh, they're being told uh, challenges that they weren't expecting to hear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, this doesn't make any sense in my life. Why would they tell me this challenge? I was like, well. It's just the way it is. You can accept yeah. it or not. But it's it might like not happen, yeah. Uh, but that's the reason why I get the puja, so you can. So it might never happen. But it tells yeah. you now mm-hmm. this from today's point of view. Your energies predict a possibility of this challenge happening in thirty years from now. 
Um, would it make sense to you or not? Is irrelevant, really. You can embrace it and do something about it or not. So some some of those um, are then also not happy. This yeah. all makes no sense with anything that I've done in my life before. And he tells me that. So we're like, well, sorry to hear. Um, here's your money back if you want your money back. Um, but um, if I were you, I would yeah. take it on board yeah. and, and yeah. do something with it. Otherwise, the reader would have not told you. For sure, not uh, one of my readers who are really, I'm telling you, yeah. um, uh, they're humbling me every single time. Mm -hmm. Every morning, they meditate and get themselves ready for the day's work, mm -hmm. clean their energies, and uh, they do all the fasting. It's like amazing human beings uh, and humble and, you know, Zen, uh, just amazing. So he wouldn't pull this out of his armpits just to tell you something. He's yeah. telling it because he reads it. Now, it's your issue, really, the seeker's issue that has an issue with it, not the reader's issue. But um, yes, do we have unhappy people uh, who cannot find their happy? Yes, yes we do. <laughs> not many. I mean, not many. Uh, I don't know, a couple dozen, maybe. It's nothing compared to yeah. the amount of readings we've done. Not a lot. But um, it is, and it gives me personally pain if I... Yeah. Uh, really, I'm sorry to hear this. Um, uh, but uh, in... And, and of course, no one would ever say, oh, they didn't tell me that I'm special. No yeah. one ever literally yeah. said, I didn't hear I'm special. But I know because I listened to the readings afterwards, you know, because I cannot do them all myself. It's impossible with too many readings. And then I was like, man, this was a great reading. What do you want? You know, because uh, so it could be sometimes the reader is, has a bad day. It happened to um, I'm the first one admitting it. And then we do a, a rereading because, you know, they get sick or they have tummy aches or yeah. migraine is too hot or you know, some so it can happen we're all human beings and yeah. uh, the reading is not as um in-depth as i would expect because i've been in many readings myself so we just do a rereading that's is easy and then uh, two three days five days later the reader is okay again and then all of a sudden boom it's more in-depth and it gives the um, information that's desired uh so no secret would i say oh didn't tell me i'm special i can just tell that even though the reading is in-depth, you know, full of love and, and gives him direction, this and that, the other, the reader didn't say, oh, you're your last lifer or, oh, yeah. uh, you're a time traveler, some, something special. Yeah. And uh, they, uh, they're like insulted. I was like, oh, how can that be? You know, I'm an old soul. Like, if, you, if you believe you're an old soul, then you are an old soul. Don't give the power to someone else telling you you're an old yeah. soul. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. either... Okay. believe in yourself as you said you know taking them uh, uh you know and and uh that's you know it is what it is um humans what can i say humans yeah. uh, we're all <laughs> so things. it does um, sound amazing and i like the fact like you said that you get the video so then a few years down the line you can always watch it again and be yeah. like oh that makes sense when yeah. it wouldn't have been fine yeah yeah you should yeah, yeah you should i mean i i've uh uh, you know, transcribed or, or I wrote things down too, and I've, I've revisited it, I don't know, 20 times or so. Uh, some things came to fruition, some things did not. And do I blame the reader? No, because I know I did certain things that. Um, Moved you off that trajectory. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, it was like obviously if you, if you turn left instead of right, then a whole yeah. gamut of things changes too, obviously, you know, it's just a given. Uh, so I never took my reading uh, verbatim, but yeah. I took it as a good guideline 
And as a guideline, it helped me a lot, that's for sure. So otherwise I wouldn't be sitting and talking with you. Yeah. Um, and um, yes, uh, so the purpose is to help seekers, wherever they are, if they have any issues, um, it can be of great uh, direction giving. Yeah. It can be a great help to find your happy, yeah. uh, whatever that means to the person out there who's seeking it. Um, happy to some person means health, yeah. relationship, you know, career, mm-hmm. spirituality, you name it, it's all, it's all good um so um, it's here to help mm-hmm. so you um you've spent time with lots of different shamans you said over the years and yes. looked into all different types of spirituality is this mm-hmm. the thing the the palm leaf reading well, palm- and nadi astrology is this the thing that resonates mm-hmm. the most with you is this that brings you the most joy out of all of the spiritual things that you've done <laughs> big question I mean no yes no it's it, you know this happened to me I never I assure you you don't go and get a reading done with a mindset oh I'm gonna get reading you know organize readings afterwards that was the last thing yeah I'm telling you yeah. Uh, I just wanted to get a reading done to overcome my karma and uh, be healthy. That's it. Yeah. Um, and when I heard it, I thought that's nonsense. I'm not Indian. I have nothing to do with this. Plus I had a big business before and I had no uh, intentions whatsoever to ever be involved in anything that's structured like this yeah. um, to, you know, clients and staff. Yeah. And this is just too much. When I had my travel business was terrible. I had like 60, 70 hour, 80 hour weeks every week. Uh, yeah. Terrible. It's not fun. People yeah. think it's awesome, but it's not really. Uh, and I wasn't even, even the, that's what people don't know either. I wasn't by far not the highest paid staff, even though it was my own business. I had people that earned more in my own business uh, than I did because I'm an ethical human being and I wanted them to be happy. So the first person whose um, a wage got cut if there were tough times was always me, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So, um, and uh, uh, obviously came with perks too. And it was all in all, it was a beautiful experience. It really was, but it was not... I'm not an office person. I really am not. I'm a yeah. human interhuman, uh, human person. Um, uh, like interhuman relationships, that's where I blossom, but not sitting behind a desk and, uh, and doing admin work. That's the farthest from my personality yeah. that you can possibly think of. Um, so uh, like I've done so many things, but um, uh, I was thinking of uh, guiding groups to John of God because I uh, had amazing, I mean, like mind-blowing experiences at, at John of God. Uh, Joao de Deus, who is in the central parts of uh, Brazil, a very, the most famous medium, I would say. But he doesn't work anymore. He's, um, he retired. Uh, amazing. I met people who had uh, terminal cancer, and they said, you know, I had a month to live, and, uh, he, and uh, they get healed. So beautiful experience in this little uh, town of Abajania near the capital city, Brasilia. Uh, or, uh, obviously, I've spent sometimes with shamans too uh, and uh, did the um how should i say mind expanding experiences uh, oh, okay. with shamans. quite a lot i should say uh, and of course that would be uh, also wonderful but i do these things for myself you know yeah. i'm not seeking yeah. a business opportunity or you're not I want, i'm happy to be by myself and, and spend the time in complete silence and uh, solitude uh, and just learn about myself the universe and, and dive into it and so it was palm feelings too it really was. The only difference was uh, that people asked me, uh, I want to get a reading done too. Yeah. You know? 
So this is so, the first thing that yes. you've sh like shared then with loads um, and loads of people. So I want to get yeah, and then I mean, people said I want to go to John of God too. I said yeah, you know, uh, I told them the the bed and breakfast they can stay at, you know, yeah. and where to go and help them. And uh, but this is different. It was there was no like like a setup. If somebody yeah. says they want to go to shaman and, and try uh, you know crazy things in, in in the jungle in the Amazon, I can send them to shaman too. Not an issue. Uh, but this particular one was different, different. Yeah. So, uh, and only because I helped in the beginning some people. Yeah. Because I've been uh, also doing some, uh, you know, life coaching and nutrition coaching and this and that for quite many years. So naturally, some of my uh, clients um, I introduced, and they all wanted to get it done too. Uh, and then I had to figure out a way to help them because I couldn't just say, "Boom, you yeah. you go do it," because it was not that easy. And that is uh, then how it happened. I could have then also said, you know what, that's it. I'm out of here. Yeah. Uh, but somehow I, uh, I, am, I embraced it. I thought maybe this could be something that's of help to Western people because I realized nobody wants to go to India. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Not nobody, but only yeah. people. Uh, and that is how it all turned out. It's amazing. It was timing. Yeah. It, uh, it was obviously it was meant awesome. to be. It was meant to be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It was meant to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Right. It's been amazing mind blowing yeah, yeah definitely. um i think i'll probably have questions in weeks to come <laughs> uh, can it help you i think so otherwise i wouldn't be here talking about it um and uh may it give you the guideline uh yeah. for your life that you're seeking really yeah. i truly hope so I'm sure there's, there's so many people out there seeking that guidance um, that just don't know about this yet. Yeah. Um, and, and it'll become bigger and bigger. And sure enough, many, many people will know. Um, and at least they'll have somewhere to go. Try to make it as easy as possible, really. Yeah. As yeah. easy. Wherever you are, you can. You, I assure you, the reading uh, through our institute is a lot more comfortable than a live reading. Yeah. People romanticize it too much. You know, I had chemotherapy, so I'm very, very sensitive to scent, very, like extremely. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you're sitting in a hole in a wall called Office of the Reader, yeah, where he uses 20 incense sticks. Like you can I hardly know. see anything, you know, and I, with my sensitivity, uh, I nearly got a heart attack. Yeah. Um, the, the, the mosquitoes, the heat, the, uh, the humidity. Uh, you're stuck with this guy, like in a small room, yeah. uh, right across. Uh, it's not comfortable. I'm telling you. I mean, yeah. it's not yeah. comfortable. It really isn't. Um, it's actually the opposite of it. In the beginning, you might be excited. Oh my gosh, I'm going to get a reading done. But then the realities kick in, and you're like, holy shit. Well, wh wherever you are, you know, doesn't matter really where, because you can do it from your bedroom. You can sit at a cup of tea, you know, enjoying yeah. it, uh, or. Um, yeah. uh, it's air conditioned wherever you are, or it's heated wherever you are, depending on when you do it, what, what period of the year. And um, so it's comfortable. There is no noise. There is no incense. There is none of that. No mosquitoes, no humidity, no, yeah. no 40 yeah. degrees, 45 degrees uh, Celsius, you know, super heat, super hot. Uh, and you're sweating to shit off. Uh, so it is from the comfort of your home. And you don't have to jot things down because it's recorded anyway. So you can focus on the actual reading yeah. and it's topped into the Zoom jet for you. Uh, so for that, it's a much more convenient um, thing the only thing that might be a little challenging could be for well for my uk friends out there uh you can choose between 5 45 a.m uk time to start the reading it's because of time zone difference yeah, yeah. That's, that's the only reason why um it's once in a lifetime so getting up a little early 
won't kill you. But uh, we have two two set times at the it's five forty five, you know, UK time, which is six forty five Central European time, uh, or eleven forty five AM UK time, which is twelve forty five PM Central European time. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my uh, North American friends, West Coast. 9.45 p.m. Mm-hmm. So you got to start late at night because there is 30 and a half hours time difference with India. And if you're in New York, like on the East Coast, it will be 6.45 a.m. Yeah. Uh, East Coast time. Uh, my Australian Kiwi friends and, you know, uh, South African stuff. So that's easy because you're ahead. So to them, yeah. it's, it's an easy thing anyway. Singaporeans, we have a lot of Singaporeans. So, so all of them, they're ahead. So that's that's uh, not so hard. Um, but uh, a little European, the the... West Coast people got to do it late at night. You know, that's just the way it is. Um, but yeah. it's only three hours, you know, three, three and a half hours, depending on the questions you have. Uh, so once in a life, I'm sure you can. Uh, yeah, it's more than yeah, worth it. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. I think you'd make the time. Definitely. Yeah, you would. Oh, well, it's been brilliant speaking to you. So thank you for coming on thank our you. show. Thank you for all your time. Thank you for the discount for our listeners. because That's yeah. amazing. And yes. so when you go to the website, IndianPalmRepeating.com, IndianPalmRepeating.com, and it says, you know, uh, put down your name and uh, your email address, mm-hmm. and then it will say, how did you hear about us to the audience out there? Just please make sure that you've read, you've read down, find your happy podcast or, uh, you know, Lucy Sherrill podcast, some of that so that we know that you listen yeah. to this. Yeah. That's all I'm saying, you know, so that makes it easy. Mm-hmm. And um, another takeaway that I absolutely love is the random act of kindness thing. I yeah. definitely think people should be doing that more yeah oh beautiful thing i'm telling you that's what i took away myself yeah really it was a homework it was a puja but then it became a once in a while randomly doing good things Mm -hmm. no i think it's testament that you genuinely genuinely believe in this because you're not just there trying to make money out of it You're, you're actually doing it to say to people i'm not saying have a reading i'm telling you if you don't if you don't like it, then you can get your money back. But I'm telling you, I think this can actually change your help life. change yeah. your life. Yeah, I think it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It can, absolutely can, yes. But again, I can only show you the water. Uh, yeah, exactly, water. yeah. Is yourself, you know, that's it. And um, yeah. I can only be as ethical as I can be, as honest and um, straightforward as I can be. The rest is, is up to you, you know. At least you have, um, you can see me, you know, you yep. can get my energies and you know um, um, what I stand for. Yeah, and everyone else in our uh, in our team too, and um, we stick to that. And um, the rest yeah. is up to you. Thank you for having me on your show. I really, really appreciate it, ladies. Yeah, thank, thank you for coming, and I'm sure we will speak to you soon. I would certainly hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I would certainly hope so. Yes, thank you so much. Namaste, namaste, namaste. Let us help you continue getting your shit together. Subscribe to the podcast to catch every episode. And look out for our mini-sodes where we discuss the ridiculous things we've done over the years on our own quest for happiness. Follow us on Instagram at findyourhappyofficial. Catch us on TikTok at findyourhappyofficial. And we have a Facebook page called Find Your Happy Official. Until next time, stay happy.